0: They're the subject of countless books, TV series, and movies. Sometimes evil, sometimes good, but always a work of fantasy. Robots have fascinated the human imagination for centuries. And while we don't quite mingle with them on the streets or chat to them as they help out around the house yet, they're very much a part of our lives, working ceaselessly to up the efficiency of facilities, producing everything from toys to ships. In this episode of the DHL Logistics Trend Radar podcast, we delve deeper into the world of robotics and automation to find out just how they fit into logistics, how they're evolving, the role they've played during the COVID pandemic and what we can expect from them in years to come. The DHL Logistics Trend Radar has been around for some time, and since its early days in 2013, robotics and automation have been featured as a technology that's set to influence the world, and the world of logistics. Now, given that it's a long-standing feature of the report, and robotics and automation really aren't a new part of doing business anywhere in the world, we started by asking Ben Pearlson, Innovations Project Manager at DHL's America's Innovation Center, just why we're still seeing this topic on the trend radar.
1: A lot of the enabling technologies uh, that go into robotics and automation are advancing at a really exciting pace that makes it so that these kinds of technologies and specifically the robotics space are really able to start bringing meaningful impacts to our operations. So What was possible and really exciting when this first appeared on our earliest trend Radar Edition is now kind of the foundation and the building blocks of everything that's now happening with regards to robotics and automation. So I think we're just at the beginning of a really exciting time when robotics.
0: A little further north of Ben is Omer Rashid. He's based in Canada and is a vice president for solutions design at DHL. He admits that when robotics first entered the logistics scene, DHL didn't adopt the technology wholeheartedly, choosing rather to experiment to see what benefits it could deliver. He also explains how, since those early experiences, their role within the company is now a whole lot more involved.
2: You know, when we started down the road with DHL, uh, we were using robotics and their kind of passion projects. You know, We'd have a vision of a robot helping us pick items in a warehouse or deliver packages to your home. And because of advances in technology and and social acceptance, you can see a day where those solutions would be realized. So, you know, we started somewhat slowly. It's around five years ago now. Marrying the capabilities available uh, of those technologies within our existing processes, mostly to educate ourselves and experiment where today, you know, we've now deployed hundreds of robots. We've seen tremendous impacts on our fulfillment operations uh, on the supply chain side. Mm-hmm. And where we now have collaborative robots assisting with picking orders, moving inventory, or even packaging items. But I really think we've only really started to scratch the surface because, you know, we learn with each new installation or robotic partner we work with. So even with the positive impacts we've experienced, it really feels like we're just just scratching that surface.
0: Well, that is really exciting. So, Ben, I mean, your role is to identify opportunities for robotic implementations and you have the potential in your department to generate real business impact. So let's go first, how DHL stays current on the latest and greatest robotics startups, because there's so much information out there. Um, Where do you even go to make sure that you're ahead of the curve? And secondly, maybe you can share with us a few of the newest or more remarkable improvements over the past year, get us excited about things.
1: Yeah, for sure, I mean, you're absolutely right there is a lot going on there is no shortage of information out there to try to stay on top of but I think that's where DHL has really shined is really creating a strong ecosystem of communication and networking to stay on top and be familiar with what's happening I mean we've just spoke about how the industry is really growing I mean 2018 just under $4 billion worth of robotic systems were sold. And as of April 2021, just under $5 billion of investments into robotics industry. So not that an investment is the same as revenue, but follow the dollar signs. And there's a lot of interest there. These companies are really gaining great traction. And so through the Innovation Center, we're able to really build that ecosystem and that network to stay in the loop what's possible what's still a few years out and what is kind of ready to bring into our operations today.
0: For Omer, robotics isn't just about operations. It's provided for some interesting opportunities among DHL's staff.
1: You know,
2: we've been able to use employee-based initiatives like hackathons or startup lab initiatives where we kind of challenge our entire employee base to take some of those trends and see where we could apply them in the business. And it's really kind of transformed our culture to thinking about you know, innovation and, and robotics in particular have been one of the really successful areas for us.
0: Well, I want to just throw into that question because, of course, it makes DHL look really good. And, and it's because you guys want to be ahead of the curve. But how does this actually add value to DHL customers and operations? I mean, can you practically explain to us how, for example, it sped things up, made things more efficient, made things more correct to put a fine point on things to have made everything a, a whole lot smarter? Have you saved energy? I mean, like what kinds of things are we talking about?
2: Yeah, I mean, our solutions design team, we work side by side with our customers you know, to help them solve their logistics challenges, right? Uh, we're not bringing robotics into the fold just because they're cool and sexy. We really need to help solve those challenges, whether it be you know distribution network optimization, transportation solutions, or, or warehouse design. We always want to ensure we're designing for efficiency, productivity, and safety. You know, robotics really enables all of those things. You know, the robots we've seen working side by side with our associates have really brought a lot of those benefits. They're tangible, and I can't overemphasize the the flexibility and adaptability of those technologies.
0: And chances are that robotics and automation have even benefited you, whether you know it or not. E-commerce has been quietly revolutionizing the way the world buys its products, and the coronavirus pandemic, with its enforced lockdowns and social distancing regulations, has boosted that revolution in ways that almost no one could have imagined. Omer explains how automation has underpinned this acceleration.
2: E-commerce is very labor-intensive, a lot of pressure to fulfill orders very quickly, and, you know, A lot of that can only be enabled through robotics. So we would work with our customers to understand kind of what service levels they're trying to achieve and then, you know, collaborate with them using their data, where they want to locate their facilities and see how we can achieve what they want. The other driver in e-commerce is peak seasons, you know, around uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And that puts a tremendous strain on labor in our warehouses. So we may have to ramp up to five to ten times production capacity. And in some markets, it's really difficult to do that. And really working with robotics, as I mentioned, bringing those in uh, to help supplement some of that, that labor need has been really effective for us. And our customers have benefited from it.
0: The COVID-triggered boom in e-commerce obviously meant goods being delivered. But it also shifted the patterns in consumption. Ben explains just what this meant for DHL and how robotics and automation were a critical part of their ability to stay on top of demand.
1: Just like peak season is kind of a dynamic part of the logistics operations, what really is peak season has also really changed as of recently. I mean, with COVID, uh, it's no secret the logistics industry has been busier than ever. And peak season volumes, things that usually take close to a year of preparation to ramp up for those few weeks or months are now kind of at sustained volumes.
0: Having robotics and automation on the trend radar for as long as it has been means that DHL was ideally placed to take advantage of the sudden and massive shift in logistics brought about by COVID. And it's not just about the goods being shipped, but the impact that the pandemic had on the labor force, Ben and Omer explain.
1: Some of the projects that we've had in the robotics space were sped up and others really just highlighted the importance of having these kinds of technologies able to support our workforce. Even before COVID, it's been tough to find enough labor to keep these facilities staffed with the boom in e-commerce. And so robotics has really been a great tool to supplement this and make sure that our customers have enough workforce to support their growing operations as well.
2: I would agree with that right you know uh labor challenges have only accelerated over the last year or so with the pandemic and having these solutions in place has helped us kind of stem the challenges around labor and frankly you know some of the robots that are traversing the warehouse help keep some distancing between our associates as well and not uh, foreseen but uh, an added benefit so we've really Seeing those additional benefits in terms of helping us continue to operate through the difficult times.
0: Well, if I can ask you both, because you work in this field and for those of us outside of it, it it just seems, you know, full of, of potential and possibility. We don't really know what the <laughs> what the realities and the practical applications of a lot of this stuff might be. But can you help us imagine? the perfect robot to tackle a logistics or supply chain challenge, what kind of solutions would it solve for you? What what pain point would it get in, in the way of? And, and what would you call that robot? Can you just use your imagination for a minute and let the rest of us into your world?
1: Oh boy. I mean, I, I love that question and I get asked it very frequently. And to be honest, the answer changes semi-often as well. I think in order to decide what kind of robot you want, it's important to look at, what are the biggest challenges and see i think a mobile flexible robot that could really work in constrained and small spaces to load and unload things in dense areas
0: it is really interesting to me that you brought up the scale Did you want something small that can get into those tiny spaces
1: yeah i mean it's a trade-off because you want something small and mobile but you still need to be able to handle the huge variety of packages and parcels that dhl encounters on a regular basis so When we look for a solution at an operation, we're looking to solve a specific subset of problems. Right now, as much as I love the space of robotics and automation and the enabling technologies of AI, there's really not a one-size-fits-all robot. And to be honest, I don't know how many years away we are from that, if that'll even ever happen, but we're really looking at a specific use case prior to trying to solve everything at once.
0: At the beginning of this episode, we mentioned that robotics and automation have been around for a long time, but remain a firm fixture on the logistics trend radar, and that's because the technology is constantly evolving. With that in mind, I asked Omer what the next generation of robotics would look like. I
2: think the next wave is one in which we see more and more collaborative robots assisting with complex tasks. You know, we have robots that can travel autonomously and navigate difficult paths, we also have robots that pick and select individual items. I think the combination of those activities is probably what we see next, you know, in our warehouses, fulfillment operations. Those are those are relatively controlled environments and we know the robots can navigate in those controlled environments and, and you know, we can interact with them to make sure that they're fulfilling tasks that we define, right? The next challenge is uh, we've seen companies experimenting with delivering to homes with robots. And once you get out in the public atmosphere, you're throwing a lot of variables at them, right? That I think is the next area that AI needs to help solve uh, with these robots. So how do you navigate an unpredictable environment? And we're seeing that with autonomous vehicles. So there's some work to be done there, but I think the more people start to see and get comfortable with them, you know, that's probably where we go next,
0: Of course, you can't talk about robotics without talking about the potential impact on the human workforce. While there are machines that can do some jobs more efficiently than your average worker, both Ben and Omer believe that the perceived threat to jobs isn't necessarily valid.
1: Right now, I believe humans are still some of the most dexterous and adaptive creatures and beings there are. So a robot can kind of mimic that and support that A lot of these robots can do some of these tasks, but really making sure they can do them at the speeds and efficiencies that what we would want our customers to be seeing and to be getting the benefits of.
2: With a lot of talk about robots in the media, I think there's a lot of fear in general about robots taking jobs. But our experience has been that they really enhance our current activities, make hard tasks safer, and a lot of the time actually make work more fun for our workforce as well.
0: There's no doubt that robotics and automation are here to stay. And because of that, Omer is quick to point out that there's no time like the present to make sure that you get up to speed with what's happening in the field, especially if your business could potentially benefit from its application.
2: The best advice I can give is just to start now, right? Uh, Educate yourselves and communicate with your teams. Change management is so important to successfully deploying any new solutions. But, you know, just going back to what I started with, just start now and introduce you know, slowly uh, and then ramp up quickly because the solutions are here and I think the technology is advancing faster and faster and it's better to get in the game and, and kind of start to learn right away.
0: The next time a courier arrives to deliver your package, take a moment to think about how it got to you. No doubt it took a not insubstantial logistical journey to get from where it was made to your door. A journey made up in part by the unsung heroes that are robots and automation. As the technologies evolve, and our world along with it, we can expect them to play a bigger part in making our lives more efficient, safer, and simpler. This has been another episode of the DHL Logistics Trend Radar Podcast. In our next episode, we find out how tiny bits of information are starting to play a bigger and bigger role in shaping business. We dive into data analytics. The Logistics Trend Radar podcast is presented by me, Gareth Cliff, written, recorded and produced by Spike Valentine, and is a product of DHL in association with Cliff Central in Johannesburg, South Africa.